The Lessons Learned for Vets podcast is proud to be brought to you by AFMA, the American Armed Forces Mutual Aid Association. Established in 1879, they are the longest standing nonprofit association empowering military families with affordable financial solutions for generations. Offering life insurance, wealth management, mortgages, survivor assistance, and other benefits, AFMA is here to support you through every stage of life. AFMA is dedicated to helping service members be financially and logistically ready for life after the military. To support you in this process, AFMA would like to offer you their free downloadable transition timeline, a step-by-step guide to help you create a comprehensive military transition plan. Let AFMA help you get ready for your next step by visiting afma.com backslash LL4V. That's A-A-F-M-A-A.com slash LL, the number four, V or clicking the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast, your military transition debrief from the veteran mentors who've gone before you. My name is Lori Norris, and I've been teaching veterans how to successfully navigate their military transition since 2005. I'm a civilian who speaks the language of all branches of the U.S. military, and I am on a mission to educate veterans in the job search marketing process. Sit back and enjoy the military transition hot washes and after action reports of your fellow veterans. You may just learn some lessons that smooth your own transition path. Hey, have you heard of Boots to Books? We're a nonprofit that is here to help veterans transitioning military reservists and their families get the best possible education and employment. We do it completely for free. Boots to Books is proud to sponsor this episode. And if you want to learn more or get assistance, reach out to our team at boots2books.com. Now back to the episode. Hello, everybody. It's me, Lori Norris, here again with another solo episode, this time focused on career fair and networking event success strategies. So I'm going to take you through a couple of strategies for kind of before during and after the career fair and walk you through a little bit about how to create that self-introduction and really give you some best practices for doing that. So thanks for tuning in today and I hope you are enjoying these solo episodes and that you're finding them to be helpful. So I'd love to hear your feedback on, on what you think. So let's start off by talking about before the career fair. The biggest thing we want to do before we go to a career fair is be prepared. We want to have a resume that is targeted to a specific industry, uh, to a specific career field and level, and that shows your value. So refer back to the previous episode on kind of clearing up resume myths to hear a little bit more about that one. But you might say, well, how do I know who's going to be there? How do I know what kind of a resume to write? And that's the other part of being prepared is to do your research. Find out who's attending that networking event, who's going to be presenting at that career fair, whether it's a virtual career fair or an in-person event, they will have a list of most of the companies that they have planned to be there. So do your research, go out and find out what are they hiring for? What kind of job openings do they have right now? 
do a little bit of research on the company and find out what are their strengths, their weaknesses, their opportunities, their threats. You might have heard me call this a SWOT analysis. And knowing that, you can kind of really hone in on who are your top five companies. Those are your That's your target list. Who are you targeting in that event so that you can be sure to visit their table first if it's an in-person event, to go to their breakout room if it's a virtual event, um, how to connect and find the recruiters if it's a large networking mixer, um, and have those five target companies. But again, we'll talk about what do you do when you get there and there are companies that you didn't plan for, how do you interact with them? So we want to have that research. We want to have that resume. And if you need to prepare a specific resume for each of those five companies, then there's nothing wrong with doing that. You can't write 40 resumes for all 40 companies that are going to be there, but you can absolutely pick five and write a targeted resume for them. But I want you not to be surprised if even if you're in an in-person event and you have your resume with you, they're probably gonna want you to say, they'll probably say, great to meet you. They may even look at your resume, but they're gonna say, now you need to go home and apply online because you still have to follow the protocol and the typical path of how an applicant gets into their system. But just them knowing that you prepared a resume specifically for their company to that day is going to help them feel that you are have really targeted them and, and they feel like you're looking to work for them, not that you're just looking for a job. So being prepared, really, really important. So we also want to know like, what are, how are we going to introduce ourselves? How are we going to start the conversation with those employers? And um, so that's something we're going to talk about as we wrap up this episode. And I'm going to throw a lot of information at you today. And I just want you to know that I have created a free downloadable worksheet that you can go to the Next for Vets website. So that's www.nextforvets, nextforvets.com. And you can download this free worksheet to help you prepare for, engage during, and follow up after, and also to prepare your personal introduction. And also, you want to, before that, career fair, you want to walk in knowing what questions are you going to ask the employers? How are you going to engage with them and start conversations with them? And so we'll talk more about that as well today. Okay. So that is your kind of before the career fair. How do you get yourself prepared and ready to have success at virtual and in-person career fairs and at virtual and in-person networking events is by doing that research, doing that preparation. Don't try to wing it. Um, the, you will feel more confident and more comfortable if you go in with some preparation. But I also want to give you some tips on how you can be prepared so that if you do have to wing it, if you do find an employer that's there that you weren't sure was going to be there, that you can still have a successful interaction with them. One of the things I want to talk to you about is when you're actually there at that event, you don't want to forget 
to talk to everyone. So let's get into that strategy number two, which is the day of the career fair, the networking event. Again, this all applies whether it's virtual or in person, all right? So dress to impress. I want you to go to that event if it's in person, dressed as though you were there for an interview. Now, if your interview, if you would wear a suit and tie to that interview, then that's what you want to wear. If you think you would probably wear a collared shirt and a pair of slacks, then that's what you wear. But go in dressed appropriately for the level at which you're interviewing. Um, if you go in in a three-piece suit and tie and you're interviewing for a construction project manager role, you're going to be overdressed and kind of the, so you can be overdressed as well as you can be underdressed. So do a little bit of research, see what you would wear to work every day in the role that you're targeting and dress, you know, a notch above that. All right. So I want you to dress to impress. Now, this applies to in-person and online events. In an online event, you still don't want to show up in a t-shirt and jeans. Um, you don't want to show up to either an in-person or online event in your uniform. So maybe you're taking this, uh, this event sitting at your desk and you're still active duty military. Again, I want you to find a way to show up to that event or to be on camera for that event, not in uniform. Maybe you just take your, um, your uniform jacket off and you put a collared shirt on over your um, your undershirt but I want you to not come up come there in uniform because we want them to start seeing you as a potential employee and if you're wearing a military uniform they'll see you as a as a service member and we want them to see you as someone they can hire and bring on board so you need to dress that part now if it's an online event um, remember your background. So just like if you were in a, a video interview, like we want a professional background, it should be clean, clear of clutter. Um, your children shouldn't be dancing in the background in their underwear. Your dog shouldn't be barking. Again, think of this as your introduction to this person, it, even if it's in a virtual setting and you wanna make a strong first impression. Again, I want you to think about how you're going to stand out from the crowd. So let's talk about that. How do you stand out from the crowd if, in an in-person event um, and really even in a virtual event? That recruiter for that company is going to meet 20, 30, maybe even hundreds of people in the span of the event. So how do you stand out from the crowd? And the way you do that is through your preparation, is through your research, is through when you meet that person, you're like, oh, you work for the ABC company. I was on your website just the other day and I see that you're getting ready to expand your operation across the western half of the United States. I am an experienced project manager and operations manager who has created standard operating procedures for brand new divisions through the through my military experience. I would really like to talk to you about the opportunities that you have. That's going to be a whole lot more impactful than if you walk up to them at their table and you say, so 
What does your company do, <laughs> right? And so you would be amazed at how many people go into a breakout room, walk up to a table at a career fair and ask that very question. So what do you do? Or so do you have any jobs for me? They don't know. They don't know who you are. So tell them as you meet them, who are you? What do you know about their company? How can you add value to their team? That's how you stand out from the crowd. You go in prepared. You go in with research. You go in knowing who you are and how you can add value. And you go in dressed professionally. That's all really, really important in that day of the career fair, okay? Remember that they are there to meet as many candidates as possible. So be respectful of their time. Don't monopolize their time. Realize that they have other people to meet, but make sure that you make a very strong impression, get their name, their business card if they're giving it out. You can connect through with them through LinkedIn right there standing at the table. You know, LinkedIn has a QR code that you can actually just scan each other's LinkedIn QR codes and right there with your, your smartphone and you can be immediately connected to them. So those are some things that you can do to really make an, a strong impression in that in-person interview. But again, the same goes in a breakout room if you're in a virtual event is you need to make sure that when you get an opportunity to have a conversation with them you stand out from the crowd so engage but be respectful um, be respectful of their time be respectful of the other attendees of the event um, and just make that really strong impression so go into that career fair with realistic expectations. Know that you're going there to build your network. You're, it's very unlikely that you're going to walk out of that event with a job or even with an interview scheduled. But what you're there to do is expand your connections to grow your network and to meet someone face to face. Because, you know, the job search is a, is a very you know, anonymous process. You're sitting in your in your home, on your computer, putting in applications. And this is your chance to, you know, in person to shake their hand, to look them in the eye, to make an impression. And the same thing goes with a virtual event. You get to see them face to face and engage and interact with them. So really go in there with those realistic expectations of what you're there to do. You're there to grow your network. You're there to make connections and you're there to make an impression. All right. And I don't want you to make assumptions while you're there. And let me tell you what I mean by this. So we have this uh, chain of restaurants here in Arizona called Macayos. And it's known as a Mexican restaurant chain. I think there are locations in a couple different states now. And I once met the recruiter, the main recruiter for Macayos. And he was well known at all the career fairs. He was regular attendant, attendee of these events. And he told me once, he said, you know, I'm standing here behind the Macayos table and I've got a director of IT position that I'm paying $120,000 a year for. Now, this was about 10 years ago that he told me this story, so I'm sure it would be higher today. And I bet 
I have had 50 candidates walk by who haven't even stopped at my table because they think I'm just here hiring cooks and dishwashers. So don't make assumptions that an organization doesn't have a position for you. If you remember a few weeks ago, we had uh, Sarah Ostrowski who was in intelligence and risk analysis for the Walt Disney Company. Who would think that that opportunity existed there? And so talk to everyone, right? So start with your target roles, start with your target organizations, but have a conversation with everyone. You know, that that person I told you about from the Macayos Mexican restaurant, he went to every career fair. He knew almost every recruiter in almost every event. And just going and having a conversation with him and striking up a, a networking connection and even connecting with him on LinkedIn would have linked you to so many recruiters. So have those conversations talk to everyone engage with them if you see someone standing at a table where no one's no one's having a conversation with them go over and talk to them practice that process of networking so don't make assumptions that just because they have a, a name that is you know a mexican restaurant that they don't have a role for someone like you all right so that is kind of that day of the event now i want you to think about what you're going to walk away with from those networking events or career fairs again whether they be virtual or in person is i want you to walk away with contact information so that you can follow up and have further conversations right i want you to walk away with business cards or notes or having connected with people using that linkedin qr code um, and expanding your network all right i want you to walk away with information on companies and organizations and the types of roles that they have that maybe you didn't even know existed before you walked in the door. And I want you to get a, set, a better sense of your options when you're in these events is like, you know, there are going to be companies, especially in, um, well, really in both virtual and in-person events of companies that you didn't even know that they existed. And going to these events really, again, as long as you go in with realistic expectations, they're going to open your eyes to possibilities that you didn't even know existed. So take advantage of these opportunities to grow and expand your network. And then I want you to walk away from these events with confidence, with confidence in your ability to engage and communicate and build connection with people that you don't know. And your confidence in your ability to express your own unique value like how can you help a company and practicing talking about that is is really a game changer for you in terms of being a job searcher so that's kind of what your day of now let's talk about your third strategy which is after the career fair okay so a lot of times people are oh i'm finished with the event i'm done there's nothing more for me to do but that is not true so remember after the event i want you to think of two things you're going to follow up and you're going to debrief those are the two kind of after action reviews that you're going to do so 
you've gathered contact information, you've made some new networking connections via LinkedIn. Um, now reach out to all of them. So if you didn't connect on LinkedIn, send them a connection request that day. At the end of the day, you want to remind them, this is how we met. This is what we talked about. Here is who I am. And so send them that personalized connection request that talks about all of the things that you guys discussed in that event. And so send them that connection request via LinkedIn, which is so important. Thank them for spending time with you to further educate you on the company and, and on the opportunities that they have available, right? Reach out and apply for positions. This is your time now that you've learned a little more about the company, you've learned a little bit more about the job. Now you can create a targeted focused resume based on what you learned and start submitting to the positions. And after you submit, follow up again, let them know that you went ahead and applied for the XYZ role and that it was really great to meet them and just, you know, let them know that you'll follow up with them again and whatever period of time makes sense based on the conversations that you've had. And then just don't forget to, to follow up with them and continue that conversation. And then when I talk about the debrief process, I want you to think about what went good, right? What did I do well? What do I need to work on? Where did I stumble or struggle? Um, what are some of the things that I could do better? Did I have good questions prepared? Do I need to work on, you know, kind of having some questions in my back pocket, if you will, that I can ask at the next event? So let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about some of the questions that you can ask at uh in a job in a career fair so you know you can ask them things about your research like i noticed that you have a military manager transition program can you tell me a little bit more about that program um you can ask them what they're looking for like what kinds of skills do you look for when you're hiring employees in your xyz career field. Uh, ask them about their hiring process. How do you typically uh, go through the process of evaluating candidates in your organization? You can ask them like in a in this type of a role, what kind of a candidate is typically the most successful? Um, you can ask them why did you choose to work for this company? What do you like about the culture of this company? So again, it's all about engaging them in conversation. I am going to record a bonus question for this week's episode for our YouTube channel. And I'm going to go through in that uh, bonus question, the biggest mistakes that I see. And I'll also cover for you some of the questions you never want to ask when you're in that networking event or career fair. So head over to our YouTube channel to check that out. We've got our before, our during, and our after success tips. Let's talk about our self introduction. How are we going to talk about ourselves? Some people might call this an elevator pitch or a networking introduction. Um, and we don't want this, we want this to feel natural. It's just a matter of like, if someone were to say, what do you do? 
how would you describe yourself? How would you talk about that process? How would you start a conversation? And th the purpose of an introduction is to start a conversation, not for you to deliver a monologue. And it's also to make yourself memorable so that they know, oh, I know exactly what that person's interested in. And I know exactly how that person can add value in my organization. All right. So when we start thinking about kind of preparing that self-introduction, you know, don't forget, you want to give your name, your full name when you're when you're introducing yourself. You want it to be brief, like you shouldn't be talking for more than 20 to 30 seconds. Don't forget if we want to smile while we're talking about ourselves and we're engaging with that person, we want to be enthusiastic. We want to make eye contact. We want to come across as confident. You know, I don't want you to recite a memorized speech. Like when I introduce myself, my first two sentences are usually the same, but what I say after that is different every time. Okay. So again, I, I want you to always have more of a conversation as opposed to thinking it, it's a monologue, right? We're going to go through this process. And again, this is a, a detailed process and you will find this in a worksheet that you can download on the Next for Vets website. All right. So we're going to, when we start to write our self-introduction, again, we're always focused on the employer on their needs, right? So we're going to research the companies. We're going to research the job openings. We're going to research the industry and really think about like, how do our relevant transferable skills relate? So here's my example of my kind of my introduction. I could say, hello, my name's Lori Norris. I was on your website yesterday and I saw that you are looking for a safety manager to oversee a new warehouse location. You're opening in early 2023. Okay, that's a great way of walking up and starting a conversation. That's how we, we start the conversation. And now we get into like telling them who we are, right? We're giving them a brief overview of ourselves and our value. So things like I'm a problem solver. I'm an efficiency expert. I'm a recent graduate of an RN program. I, mine is I'm a bilingual translator. I don't speak a foreign language. I speak the language of the United States military. So you've already heard me say that in the podcast intro, right? So who are you? What are you? And what is your background? Remember, keep it relevant. Again, you can talk about the fact that you're a veteran, but that shouldn't be your main focus. You don't want to start off with, I am a lieutenant colonel in the United States Air Force. No, we are focusing on where we're going, not where, we're been, where we've been. We're only talking about where we've been in regards to how it relates to where we're going. Use numbers whenever possible to showcase the scope of what you've done, you know, that how many years of experience, how many people you've managed, the dollar budget of projects or budgets that you've overseen. So 
as an example, it goes on to, I am a safety program manager who excels at preventing injury through education and standardized procedures. As an Air Force veteran, I oversaw safety programs for organizations with up to 350 personnel. That's a really quick overview of a who are you question, right? So we've talked about you know, an introduction, who are you? The next step is how can you bring value? This is an important part. This is the part that will get their attention. It's how can you make them money or save them money? What is maybe a, an example of a past accomplishment that would wrap all of this up and be relevant to them? How can you address the um fill a need or solve a problem reason that companies are hiring, right? So do your research whenever possible. Keep your introduction and your value statement relevant to the company. And then just remember the fact that it's not about you. It's about how can you meet their needs. So here's an example of a value statement kind of carrying through this process, right? So in my last organization, I reduced reportable incidents by 27% and prevented hazards by identifying the most common root causes of incidents. I'm looking forward to bringing these skills to add value to my next employer by reducing costs related to safety issues. Okay, that's a value statement. All right, then the final process is our call to action, our call to action. What do we want to happen next? So we want to be really clear. What are you looking for, right? Ask for, can you follow up? Like ask for that permission to reach out to them on LinkedIn. So again, it's, this is our, our call to action. And it's the step that we typically forget when we're networking and that we, you know, people really do want to help you, but oftentimes they have no idea how they can help you. So be really clear with those next steps. Okay. So here's kind of a call to action example. So it goes, I would really like to pursue a safety management position with your organization. Are you currently accepting applications for this role here today? Can you give me some insight into what skills and qualifications you are seeking for this role? Would it be okay to send you a LinkedIn connection request and follow up with you in the next few weeks after I submit my application? Now, I asked a lot of questions and this whole introduction was quite long, wasn't it? So if I were to read it all to you at the same time and kind of bring it all together, I would have been monologuing, right? But what I really want you to do is use this to guide the conversation, right? Introduce yourself to them. Talk to them about what you've learned. Tell them who you are and how you can add value. And then don't forget to that final call to action. All right. So hopefully this was helpful to you and will help you have a much more successful, fruitful, <laughs> effective networking event or career fair attendance. Again, whether either one of them be in person or online, I think this information can help you have more success. So just remember, I'm putting out 
a worksheet that you can download that'll help guide you through this process of creating your introduction and really starting that conversation with your employer. And you can find that by going to the Next for Vets website, which is nextforvets.com. And you can download that for free. So now head over to the YouTube channel and listen in to my bonus question about most common career fair mistakes and questions you never want to ask at a career fair or networking event. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast. If you learned just one lesson today that you believe can help you in your military transition, then I've done my job. Our goal is to get in the ear of as many active duty service members as possible. So please don't keep this podcast a secret. Share it with as many of your active duty service member friends and transitioning veterans who may be struggling with that process as possible. Please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and join us on our LinkedIn and Facebook communities to tell us what lesson you learned today.